is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. Uh, so lots to discuss here this evening. Your calls, of course, are the primary element and that number again, 800-259-9231. Now, on Saturday night, I mentioned a story that we never had a chance to get to. And it is out of Chicago, where apparently there's been a curfew for a long time. I don't, I didn't know this. I never grew up in Chicago, haven't ever visited Chicago. Uh, but if you are under the age of X, I think in this case, uh, we're talking about anybody who's a teenager. And then I think as you're younger, the curfew gets more extreme. But if you're underage, you're not allowed to be out at nighttime in the city of Chicago. And now the curfew has expanded. The story, according to Chicago's radio station WLS 890, uh, parents who let their kids under 12 stay out past 8.30 p.m. on weekdays. Sun's barely even down at that point on some nights. crap. And 9 p.m. on weekends will pay a heavy price beginning September 18th. Under a city council crackdown launched Thursday at the urging of Mayor Rahm Emanuel and Police uh, Superintendent Gary McCarthy. And it's all justified, see? And here's the reason why. According to Emanuel, he said, I grew up with a curfew. When the, lights on, when the lights on the street went on, you took your tail and made it home and in the house. And that's what I believe is the right policy for the safety and security of our kids. So these kids, the people who are actually affected by the curfew... Is it, uh, do you find it sort of convenient that none of them can vote? Well, indeed. Uh, taxation without uh, representation. I guess just they're not being taxed necessarily, but they certainly aren't being represented and they are being controlled. Uh, but I think it's interesting his excuse is, well, I grew up with a curfew. It's always been that way. Right. And this that's is the way it's supposed to be because that's the way I always had it. This it, is a you know, I had to excuse. go home. You should have to go home too. Exactly. Let's continue the cycle of abuse. In fact, let's expand the abuse uh, because you know kids today are in greater danger than they've ever been. So we need to make sure that parents are good and scared and they keep their kids inside because well, that's the right thing to do because that's what was done to me. Right. And it's it's really they'll act like it's for the protection of of young people, but I think a lot of it is being afraid of young people. The idea that they're hooligans and that they're going to get into trouble and they're going to toilet roll your house and well, that's know. a factor. Uh, they certainly want you to believe that if anyone, if anybody under the age of twelve is out after eight thirty at night, it must be for troublemaking. That's what they'd like you to believe. It certainly gives them the excuse to acclimate young people to the idea of having the police approach them and talk to them. Because if you're 12 and you're on the street at 9 o'clock at night, they are going to come up. You know, Even if you look young, maybe you're 15 and you look like you're 12, uh, the cops are going to come up to you. And, and how is somebody who's 15 going to prove, prove that you're 15? Prove right. you're over 12. Do they have ID cards for, for kids there in Maybe the, uh, that'll Chicago? be up, coming up next. Maybe right. that'll be in the pipeline now. So it's the, uh, the old cycle of abuse because it was done to me means it's okay to do to you. And we're just going to do it worse. If you get people used to showing their papers at an earlier age, they're less likely to have an issue with it later on when they're right. more capable of actually thinking these things through. And Sure. And, and this an, could be a total lead into an, an ID card, for instance. I mean, they could go after a, a 15-year-old 
and uh, and then say, well, you know, if you want to prove that you're really 15 next time we see you, instead of us thinking you're 12, you'll have to get one of these government ID cards, and then you can stay out an extra hour and a half. I don't know what the the deadline yeah. is for the 15 year olds compared to the 12 year olds, but nonetheless. He goes on to say, it, it doesn't mean that because you have kids are going to be safe, but it means that we're gonna, we are aligning good parenting in the laws of the city to make sure that our children are going to be safe. McCarthy's- it sounds like they're trying to be the parents. Mm. The city is actually trying to be the parents. This is nothing about good parenting. This McCarthy. is about taking over parenting. Right, because and- be, you could be forcing kids into a home with bad parents oh, sure. at that point, right? If, if, if it is... If you have to, if your kids have to be home past eight thirty, and dad is known to be drunk past eight thirty and get violent past eight thirty, then what have you done? You've given that kid a reason to, you know, you forced that child into an abusive situation. So, but there are all kinds of other reasons uh, to talk about here. McCarthy says he gets daily briefings. This is the police officer uh, on every shooting in the city, and when young people are involved, the first question is about curfew. As soon as I see, as soon as a 15-year-old is shot at 12 o'clock at night, I turn right to Ernie Brown, who's deputy superintendent of patrol, and I say, I want to know what the curfew numbers are in this location in this district. Informed that the curfew citations issued by Chicago police have been dropping steadily in recent years, McCarthy said, I have to get tough on my commanders to make sure they're doing curfew so we don't have young people getting shot late at night. Two years ago, then-Mayor Richard Daly turned back the curfew clock by 30 minutes what a generous man. To 10 p.m. on weekdays and 11 p.m. on weekends for Chicago's 730,000 kids under the age of 17. The curfew is currently the same for younger kids. The ordinance approved at the recent city council media, excuse me, city council meeting will do it again, but only for children under 12. Beginning September 18th, they will have to be in the house or in their front or backyards by 8.30 p.m. on weekdays and 9 p.m. on weekends. And so, what about youthful-looking? Uh, is it is it 18? You're you're finally considered an adult. You can go out after 11 o'clock That's on what weekend. I'm seeing here, 18. I wonder, uh, what about youthful-looking 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds? Are they getting carded? Get Are carded. they getting checked? You know, I bet you Show will. your papers if you're walking around, just, just walking around. I bet you're right. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they could probably just say, you know, anybody that's 25, oh, you look like you're 18. Let's see your yeah. papers. You can, you've got to be home in, uh, in your bed. Yeah, it's an excuse to stop someone, and then you can start wondering, yep. oh, you know what? I think I smell something on your breath. Or, or I see what's something. That pot what is, yeah, what's that? That you smell like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a great excuse to look for, start digging for things. The more that uh, kids have to uh, b- bow down to the police, the more acclimated they will become to doing that. Of course, a lot of them are going to go in the other direction, and they're going to to, uh, to hate the police as a result of this. It's restrictions like this that really upset people, and for good reason. A lot of kids may be out at night just to simply enjoy being out with their friends. It doesn't necessarily translate to troublemaking. Now, I get it. I've been a teenage boy. I know that uh, troublemaking does happen. That's kind of some of the things that, that teenagers do. But the idea that the troublemakers are going to be dissuaded by this particular rule seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're a troublemaking teenager, are you likely to stay home after a curfew? I mean, if you're out to break the law, once again, this is one of those situations. It's like gun control. If If you have negative intentions, if you have the intention to break some kind of law, then adding another law to it is of very questionable value. And it's, exactly. it's like gun control. If you have intentions to use guns to commit a crime, as opposed to, for instance, using them for self-defense against a criminal, 
if you have intentions to use guns for, to commit a crime, then gun control is just, you know, just stacking one more thing on there. They're already, if they already had plans to use it for crimes anyway, it's not going to stop them. Right. So you're not going to stop the little criminals here. They're going to go out and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. But you will be stopping teenagers and young people who just want to go maybe and enjoy a cool night out instead of being out in the middle of the hot day in the city, be outside when it's a little cooler out, or whatever their reasons are. You know, play hide and seek or, or something like that. Whatever kids do at uh, age 13 these days. But you're going to, uh, you're going to stop the good kids from going out at night. And you're going to also create this atmosphere of intimidation. You're going to create an atmosphere of, uh, you know, fear. Around uh, surrounding the police, the the whole idea that the police want people, young people, to believe that they're their friends. Oh, officer friendly, you can stop and talk to me anytime. That's not going to be propagated by this particular rule. Kids aren't going to want to come up to a police officer. Can you imagine if, if for instance, kids are out at night and something happens? Let's what if say, they witnessed a real crime? Right, right. a Let, real crime as in somebody's breaking into a property or or someone's maybe threatening someone. Exactly right, and they would normally be inclined. To go up and talk to whatever the nearest police officer is and say, hey, you know, I saw this, this happened, or hey, officer, so-and-so, whatever. And that officer, first thing they're going to say is, how old are you? What are you doing out at night? Show me your ID. They have to admit to being a criminal yeah. themselves now if they try to be a good citizen. So now it's going to encourage them to stay away from the police officers, to do everything they can to avoid contact with them. And in an ideal world where the police were actually there to keep the peace... We wouldn't want that, would we? Wouldn't we want kids to be able to approach the police and tell them things? I I want to be in a world where the cops are our friends. Absolutely. (laughs) 800-259-9231. But there's more to this story we'll uh, share with you here in a moment. It's a curfew in Chicago. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free. However, you can't use the old number. So it's going to be tricky for me (laughs) after half a decade of using the old number to remember to give you the new number. So uh, be sure to give me a heads up, Dale, if I accidentally give the old number out. You have once tonight, right? Right. But I didn't know is that no the longer, old, that number is no longer any good. The old 800 number is no good. It uh, it will probably ring in somewhere, but it's not going to ring into <laughs> our show. You'll reach uh, someone, just yeah. not who you want. So if you want to reach Free Talk Live, you may now do so with a brand new number. Thanks to the folks over at the Genesis Communications Network, uh, Ted Anderson over there. Midas Resources for hooking us up with this. 855 450 free 855-450-3733 that is the new toll-free number it's one of those uh 855 extensions which i think is the it really makes batch. it really makes free it does 3733 that's f-r-e-e well that's awesome yeah i think that's pretty cool it's definitely a step up and from what and I this understand, is also a toll-free number correct 1-855-450-free is the number now 
I still need to even just update. I haven't even updated the website. Like this, this is a brand new number here. Um, and, and what I understand is this is going to be interesting having this new number because the way it used to work is the G, uh, Genesis Communications Network had one number for their their studio. And they have multiple studios. They, they produce different shows at the same time. They've got a lot of stuff going on there. And so we were always in that one, that one number, that one number is for the, it was for all the shows across that used that same studio. So, for instance, Alex Jones, his show was using the same phone number as we were. So that's why a lot of times you'd hear in the past, somebody would call in and they would say, hey, Alex, when we yeah. pick up the phone. Whoa, or, hey, whoa, whoa, those whoa. lizard people are getting on my nerves again. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait. wait. Weren't you just listening on hold? You're not listening to Kim Trails. Uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> and I think that the reason why we're getting a lot of that is because like like we do, Alex runs his show in replay over and over on his – he's got his own internet stream. Uh, and they're probably like listening to a replay thinking it's a live show and right. they're calling into it. Exactly. So they're sure. calling that number and it's coming through to us. And so now what they've done is they've actually gotten what the, you know, they call the vanity numbers for each show. So there's nobody else using – 855 450 855-450-3733. That's going to be the number for Free Talk Live. So it should be interesting to see how many, uh, if we get any more of the, hey, Alex, calls uh, now that we have this new number. So give it a shot. See if it's working. It should be 855-450-FREE as we continue talking about the ban here on children being out at night. I guess young people is probably a more accurate term. We're talking about people... Uh, under well, yeah, these are for children for people under the age of twelve. And according to the restrictions, the city council has just passed this in Chicago. It is now uh, basically cranking uh, cranking up the curfew, as they describe it as a crackdown. Uh, it is no longer ten p.m. It is now eight thirty on weekdays and nine o'clock on weekends. If you're between twelve and seventeen, you will then be restricted to the ten o'clock and eleven o'clock time. So it'll be ten o'clock at night and then eleven o'clock on weekends. And guess what? Guess how this will be enforced? Parents or guardians who ignore the new law could be saddled with either community service or a $500 fine for the first two offenses. And $1,500 for three or more violations over 12 months. Cha-ching! So all your kid has to do is slip out the window at night and or slip out the front door and you're liable for a $500 fine. But that's really great news, isn't it? One eight, uh, excuse me. So uh, eight five five four fifty free is again the number here. The penalties could be imposed if, by insufficient control, they allowed their kids under twelve to be out after those hours. The ordinance states the warding is designed to prevent parents from escaping responsibility by claiming they didn't know their children's whereabouts. So if your kid has a habit of escaping the house, I guess that means you're going to, I guess, put bars up on the windows. Uh, Maybe some sort of a, a keyed lock on the inside. You know how you can get those locks where it's keyed on both sides? Yeah. So maybe we're going to start seeing that, which, of course, is a huge fire uh, danger. Of course. If you've got a keyed lock on both sides, because normally if, if your house is on fire, you can run up to the front door, flip the lock open, and get out of the house. But if you install a keyed lock on, on there, it's, it's certainly more secure. Uh, but at the same time, it also means somebody has to find a key in order to get out. Mm-hmm. So, what about that break glass in case of emergency to get the key out? You yeah, know, and then you know your kid snuffed so, out, and then you can what do you th- the whip. What do you think the unintended consequences are going to be? I mean, that was just the first thing that came this to is, mind. This, yeah, there's several things that have just come, like you said, not reporting real crimes. 
Uh, right, because kids are afraid to know, approach a police officer now as a uh, result of this. I can picture parents just becoming more tyrannical in general Over their because kids. they're in trouble if, right? this, if they don't get their kid under control. Yeah. Uh, I wonder are they are they expected to report their own child in order to avoid that or if good if their question yeah if the child is, and they can't find them good question if the child escapes after eight forty five at night are they supposed to call the police and say please don't find me I didn't know they were leaving and that would seem like it was just gonna that's gonna attract some negative attention it, it seems it seems uh, like calling the police in any case especially one like this is not going to bring you anything good so I can't imagine it's just a mess all around. Uh, the Fraternal Order of Police President Mike Shields called the ordinance a sad commentary on the society we live in. He said, we have to make laws to tell parents their children should be in at night. That's something parents ought to know, but they don't, and it's a shame. A few days ago, a kid pulled a BB gun out at a police officer. We're not talking about this was 11 o'clock at night, and he's 13 years old. Shame on that parent for having that 13-year-old out at that time of night. I, I For a minute, I thought he was going to... Talk about the state of society when we have a police state and how bad that is. No, he's saying well, it's a shame we have to do this because parents right. aren't doing it. Well, that's what they believe they need to do. They believe that uh, the government is there to control, that the government has to pick up the slack for all you loser parents out there that just don't do what we think is right. Is there a possibility? Could there be parents? Maybe they're out there. Maybe there are parents listening to this that could could envision there being a reason for their 13-year-old or 12-year-old to be out after 8.30 at night. What would that reason be for you? Well, what if they have a sports event or something like that? Well, that that's not just not possible. Or, because... or you know, I, I don't know about you, but I was in the band in high school. A lot of people are in football, and those games run pretty late. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I'm going to have to figure out the best way to, to give that number out because it's it's just so brand new. Uh, he goes on here. After a two-year hiring slowdown, Shield said the latest curfew crackdown is more symbolic than real. He said it's not even going to be enforceable. If we can't enforce laws to curb street violence because of manpower issues, how can we enforce an even stricter curfew law? See, they need more money. That's... Just give when, I, them when more you told money. me the fines, the, I, I said cha-ching. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It's another thing that you can find people for. Seatbelt laws—they don't change people. They don't make people wear seatbelts anymore. But the important thing is now you can hand out, hand, hand out a ticket for it. Former, people, you know, same thing. Former police committee chairman Anthony Beal has warned the new ordinance would overburden police and penalize our children for enjoying the summer months. And another uh, spokesperson here has stressed that parents or guardians could escape liability if the minor is on the sidewalk in front of their own or a neighbor's house. That's going to get confusing, isn't it? So if uh, your kids are outside playing in the yard and a cop comes up, how is he going to determine in which house they live? How will he determine? It? Will it be all right if you have your friends over? Can I, can I have my friends over and have them out in the yard with me as well? It's just so crazy, the idea of enforcing this thing. 1-855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. You can try that new number here. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free via a brand new number. So new, I haven't even had a chance to update the website with it yet. So bear with us. It's 1-855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. Dale's joining us courtesy of his radio program, Prometheus Unchained. It airs once a week. You can grab it, uh, grab the archives of it, and you can do that over at flamingfreedom.com. It's an LGBT-oriented, liberty-friendly talk program so once again that's flamingfreedom.com uh more coming up here of course your phone calls about whatever you want uh that is certainly all on the way but first a message from mark okay it's a beautiful summer monday and you're already dragging not me i'm taking two golden capsules of nature bee plant pollen every day i've been taking nature bee consistently for about 18 months and i'll tell you it has it's changed my life it's changed uh, the way i eat it's uh, changed uh, the way i um, you know take my vitamins on a on a daily basis and here's mike buck with more hello there mark and you know he's right folks listen your good health totally depends on good nutrition nature bee plant pollen from new zealand's a power pack every vitamin amino mineral and antioxidant you need what do you get out of the goodness how about better digestion, a beautiful deep night's sleep, and when you need it, much more energy. I know you can visit uh, health food stores and pharmacies and end up completely confused about all those bottles of supplements, but why should folks buy Nature Bee instead of all those other products, Mike? Oh, I love that one. I love it because it works. We stand by that. Now, what other company do you know will give you what we do? A no-questions-asked money-back guarantee. You get a huge six-month supply of Nature Bee for just ninety-nine ninety-five. Plus delivery, we tossed in three more months. Comes right to your door all the way from Clean Green New Zealand with that guarantee. It's a toll-free call away, 1-866-834-8355. Or easier yet, if you're listening to Free Talk Live online, Nature Bee is online at naturebee.com. Okay, everyone, be just like me. Don't wait. Get your Nature Bee today. Call 866 866- 834-8355. Again, it's 866-834-8355 or go to naturebee.com. So, more Free Talk Live here. Uh, 855-450-FREE is our brand new call-in number for you. We're going to go to the phones and to the phone. We'll talk to Steve in California on the amp line. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Hi, guys. I was hoping it'd be okay for me to ask a question about auto registration. Okay, sure. You can ask whatever you want. I am the expert on auto registration. <laughs> That's why I called. I knew Dale was on tonight. Um, well, it, maybe it's also for your listeners if, if they have any suggestions. I think, unfortunately, I already know the answer to this question, but still, I'll run. I'll run through it anyway. And you, or maybe your listeners that that have had experience, can can give me a hand if if there's any help to be offered. Um, essentially, I just got a, a card. I just got a note from the DMV telling me that uh, I have to pay them $221 for something they call uh, vehicle registration for this year. And I'm just sick and tired of paying these guys money. Uh, And, you know, I I don't want to do it, but I'm afraid the answer is I have to. Otherwise, they'll, you know, find me further. And if I don't pay that, then I'll have to go to, you know, to to prison or something. Yeah, pretty much. They're going to suspend your driving privileges, as they call it. It'll escalate yeah. until it, you know. If 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 you pick this battle, then it's gonna uh, almost certainly escalate to a point where you will have to just stop driving, or you'll uh, just be in jail for a very very long time. All 
right. I guess uh, I guess other than moving to New Hampshire, I've got no choice then. But to well, commute, well, it, that doesn't that slave. doesn't solve it. I mean, this problem will still happen in New Hampshire. But but there is there are things that you can people do. Like you can uh, register your car in another state. There are ways to do that. Uh, and and and, you've, and you've in a lot of ways, that. that's that's actually can be very beneficial. Like if you uh, if your car is owned by a company that ex- that actually is based in another state, for instance, or something like that. Then uh, in, in a lot of ways, there's some protections that gives you because they can't really enforce local statutes on that are that require, for instance, the state might have requirements on things like tinted windows. You can't have your windows tinted past a certain point or something uh-huh. like that. Any number of things that or inspection, if your local state has inspection, then the cops only know the inspection laws in your local state for the most part. Correct. Uh, so they're not going to know if your car is registered in Wisconsin. Uh, and I don't know. There is no inspection in Wisconsin, is there? I'm not sure. I okay. think there might be. Even if no, there is, it doesn't matter. If you're not there, right. then, then they're it's not going to It's only Wisconsin cops that are going to enforce that. And if you're driving your car, and if your car is registered in a state where you're hardly ever there, this is not illegal, by the way. If, you're, if your car is owned by a company that's based somewhere else, and it's a company car, and you happen to live in a different state than where your company's based, you know, that, that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, so it's not, you can't really call it civil disobedience, because you're, well, you'd have, you know. you still need to be careful, though, because if you get pulled over and your car is registered in another state, and the cop asks you a question like, well, how long have you lived here? And you tell him. No, no, I told the cop that uh, this is a company car, and I'm staying here in New Hampshire. True, I, true. If so it, I did not have. I don't know about the. I didn't have an issue with that. So. Right. Well, if it's if it's a company car, that's that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, but the, if it's under your name in an, in another state, then they ask you some sort of question like, "Well, how long have you lived here in California?" And you answer that right. question honestly. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, don't answer them. Right. It'd be better if you just did not answer uh, that those sorts of questions and essentially give them the evidence they need to uh, write you out a citation for <laughs> you know not registering your vehicle in California there, there are within a certain period of time. That, that the cop is. Uh, that you you are expected to answer legally when a cop pulls you over, right. uh, or in in various situations, and it's really good if you can try to know exactly what those things are. They will anything else they ask you, they are digging to try and find something on you. I mean that is almost right. certainly the case, and I, I've talked to police officers, former police officers, and things like that, and that that's that's the procedure is to start asking you stuff and see if they can, you know start finding out. Oh, were you at a party? Oh, if you were at a party, maybe you were drinking. Oh, you were maybe smoking. Uh, you know, and then and this just dig until they find out, you know, until they can get you to, you know, you start seeming nervous or something. They'll think that you're you're hiding something and then they'll try to dig and find out what it is. So it's two hundred plus dollars for a year out in California. Two hundred and twenty one. Now, is that a flat fee for every single type of car or is it depend on the type of car? How does that change? Do you know? I, I think it depends on the type of car. Mm. I used to have a more expensive car and. The registration was more expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how they do it up here in New Hampshire, as I understand it, where they charge you based on the age of the car for, for whatever reason. And so it kind yeah, of... Inc- they're just trying to be fair. Mm-hmm. Right, they're just trying to be fair. Well, it seems to me like they're encouraging people to have old beater cars and therefore yeah. perhaps maybe be in a little bit more danger uh, on the road due to the fact that their car is older. But all that said, these are you know the unintended consequences of government aggression. But I, I agree with Dale's suggestion here. If, look into the solution of getting the car registered in a more friendly uh, state. And essentially, that really makes it so you actually finally have some level of protection from one of these gangs. That's the way I see it. I see yeah. it as, uh, okay, well, you know, you've got to... Providing a service at that point. For the first time ever, the state will actually be giving you something useful, and that is the protection from having the California police being able to have total control over you as far right. as your car is concerned. Look into Montana. I've heard good things about Montana. 
There All you right. go. Thanks, guys. I Thanks for the call. It. Good luck out there. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You may try our new uh, call-in number. And I, I'm told it works. I haven't actually attempted to uh, to call this number yet. So somebody is going to be the first to christen the, the brand new number here, presuming everything is operational, as we hope that it is. So with the, uh, the car registration thing, uh, gosh, it sure would be nice if we had enough people, because we talked about this to quite an extent uh, with Michelle Seven on Friday night, because she is in the midst of this right now. She was uh, pulled over recently for not having a registered vehicle, and she was pulled over actually a second time not long after that as well. So she's facing multiple charges in this particular area. And as I understand it, she's going to go ahead and take these to court. So this freedom to travel issue has come up before in New Hampshire, and it will come up again uh, with Michelle. And I'm sure she's not going to be the last to take this particular issue on. It sure would be nice to have a bunch of people doing freedom to travel activism because if you had enough people in the same area then it would really become a difficult uh, enforcement provision for the state they would have a a much more difficult time getting away with with going after people because they'd be loading up their court with a bunch of traffic cases and i don't think they want to do that they're used to people just paying tickets If, if you get a traffic ticket most people just pay it so that's what the state's used to dealing with. It's just obedience. If people start saying, no, I'm going to take that ticket to court, that may change how they decide to enforce these uh, these statutes and ordinances. But you would need the numbers to make that kind of a difference. 800-259. Oops, that's the other number. <laughs> More coming up. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. Talk Live. You may bring up what you like. The brand new toll free number 1 855 450 free. That's 1 855 450 free. That's 3733. Brand new. And uh, I'm still going to have to train myself to get used to that uh, new number. You already gave it wrong. Got to give myself a <laughs> uh, verbal spanking uh, whenever I mess it up. And uh, I'm sure I will again. 1 855 450 FRE. As we continue here, we will, of course, take your calls about what you want. Uh, We were talking about the idea of uh, car registration and not doing it and how frustrating it can be. I mean, this guy just called from California. They want another $200 out of him uh, to register his car for another year. I know that down in Florida, they just jacked up the registration fees by like 40%. But of course, down there, it's still like 45 bucks a year. So it's a lot, lot, lot cheaper uh, down in Florida. And the idea that I was suggesting before is that people should uh, not go along with paying these fines anymore and not go along with paying tickets and get together and, and do freedom to travel activism. But that requires people getting together. And one of the ways we can do that is by the Free State Project, getting liberty-minded people all together in the same place. Besides, California is a good place to leave anyway for a variety of reasons. You left, Bill. I bailed. I, I sensed the economic disaster coming. And I remember talk about raising car registration fees. They're desperate for money down oh, there. Yeah. 
You know, unlike the federal government, their, their situation is as desperate as the federal government. But unlike the federal government, they can't just start printing money. Right. So you this know? isn't going to be the end of it. I mean, no. it's going to keep getting worse. They're, right. They're not going to get their S together, uh, so to speak. And they're going to expect you to pick up the slack. So go to freestateproject.org. If you love liberty, you owe it to yourself to learn more about the Free State Project. It is a movement of thousands of liberty-minded people coming together to the same place to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Now, if you don't think that's going to work, I don't know what will. That you seems know, like the best idea. Even if it doesn't idea. work, you'll be better off than being in California. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and I think it is working already, so... I think there's hard evidence that shows that that, that uh, the Free State Project is a success thus far. It has already done more than I had ever envisioned. Uh, people have been elected. We've had uh, civil disobedience, major civil disobedience success. Uh, there have been all kinds of things that have occurred that uh, just have been would have been impossible to achieve well, down if, in Florida if it for makes, me. If you end up being a happier person and uh, and better off than where you are and have great lots of great new friends that can that share your values and principles and things like that well that right there is a success yeah it's a personal success absolutely i mean for me even though i think i probably pay more in taxes now than i have in the past at property tax for instance i pay, pay yeah. quadruple uh the property tax here i i do love it here far more because the people it's the people. It's the uh, the liberty-loving folks that are here. And I know that this is the only place where there's a chance those property taxes are going to get turned around, where there's a chance that government might actually get smaller because of the activism, because of the, the stuff that's going on here. And some of the things that are really the most exciting to me are is the non-cooperative stuff. Is uh, th- That's what really inspires me is to look at people who have told the, the people calling themselves the state. They've said, no, I'm not going to pay your fine. Go ahead. Lock me in a cage. I'm not paying your fine because they're so used to people just bowing down, kissing the boot, kissing the ring and digging into their pockets and their bank accounts and, and j- just giving cash to the state. The state is just so used to so used to this. They don't know how to handle it when somebody says, no, I'm not going to go along with it. But it's not just happening here. There's actually news on the front page over at freetalklive.com out of tokeofthetown. .com where a Washington state man has chosen jail over paying a marijuana possession fine. That is his way of protesting the laws against cannabis. Dana Walker of Olympia was uh, was reportedly led away in handcuffs after telling a superior court judge Gary Tabor that quote as to the matter now before us I have no intention of making any more payments and I am requesting as long a jail sentence as the law allows for my refusal. Wow. Yeah. That's an annoyed person. Walker set up a Facebook event for his Friday court appearance, inviting the public to witness his statement to the judge, according to the Weed Blog at theweedblog.com. Have you ever wanted to go into a courtroom and honestly tell the judge and prosecutor what you think of their marijuana laws? Walker asked on the Facebook page, Dana goes to jail. I, or Dana, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He said, I have a golden opportunity to do just that, and I plan to take full advantage. Those of you who personally know me know I'm capable of turning righteous indignation into an entertaining show, and I plan to pull out all stops on this one. I owe Thurston County over $3,000 for a marijuana charge. For one marijuana charge from back in 1997. I'm currently unemployed. I'm not a fan of hot weather, and I wouldn't mind at all spending a few weeks in jail just for the opportunity to tell a court where they can stick their laws. He continued, if everyone throws a few shovels, uh, shovels full of dirt into the cogs of the machine, then the machine can't function. If even 
a relatively insignificant number of criminal defendants demanded full jury trials and court-appointed attorneys then refused to pay any fines, then the entire prison industrial complex would implode. We we have been saying this, and uh, he's he's dead on. He's right on. I What I find interesting about exactly these kinds of cases, the marijuana cases and things like that, and the way that they... They try to coax you into going to treatment, mm-hmm. or uh, and sometimes it'll be something like uh, uh, AA or something similar. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's a twelve-step program, some kind of twelve-twelve-step program. Mm-hmm. Those things get you to admit that you're that you have no power and that that your your life has uh, been taken over by this drug and. They, there's a it's, it's politics. It's, they are trying to alter your politics. You can't you can't take the stance of well, I think the law's wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong. Right. Even if you're even if you're the mindset, well, I'm going to go ahead and pay it and everything, but I don't. I'm going to pay the fine because it's illegal. And but I don't feel that it's a good law. I think the law should change. They're actually trying to alter your politics, and that's what really disturbs me about this. And so many people do that in order to avoid jail time, and the punishment in that case, the alternate the alternative punishment is to change your point of view, at least for all public, for all purposes, at least going through the motions of saying, yes, I think I, my life was destroyed and I'm an addict and et cetera and so forth. Right. The only, and if the you only problem why your life was disrupted in the first place was because the state decided to come punish you for something that shouldn't have been a crime in the first place. And if you don't go along with that program, if you go into the this 12-step program and you say, uh, yeah, I'm in total control. I made decisions for myself. They're and, cults, by the way. Right. But <laughs> if they if they fail you, does that mean that you won't pass the – if you don't pass that class and you haven't done what the court has ordered you to do and so therefore mm. you'd be held in contempt of court or If you don't like join that, right? the cult, they're cults. Yeah. The 12-step programs, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, uh, if you look at everything they're saying, uh, there's a there's a great um, Penn and Teller uh, BS episode about it. Uh, they're, they're cults. And if and if you look at all the stuff they tell you that to to believe in and to pronounce and to proclaim, it's it's really disturbing stuff. I love what this guy has to say, and maybe I can. Well, I guess they've already taken him off to jail, but it sure would be nice to get to talk to him, maybe from jail or or when he gets out, because this, as you said, this is exactly what we've been suggesting on Free Talk Live, and he's absolutely right. If more people who are be charged who are being charged with these marijuana offenses and there are thousands of people every single day across this country that are in this situation if more people would do the same thing they wouldn't be able to get away with this this scam anymore he goes on quote i'm also fulfilling a psychological need to take back control of my life i highly resent the fact that i've been forced by circumstance to kiss their evil asses for over a decade and i will now have my say i am a keen patron of irony and i love the fact that i'm going to reclaim my freedom by going to jail unquote when the time came to uh, to say this in the courtroom, Walker was able to get his entire statement read into the record. He said in his statement to the judge, quote, I am an active and contributing member of my community, and I have earned the respect and admiration of large numbers of the people in my community, and I hate to admit it as it goes against my outlaw image, but I even obey traffic laws. In spite of all this, I now have four felony convictions and three misdemeanor convictions, all for marijuana. Sounds to me like he didn't learn his lesson the first time huh (laughs) doesn't matter you can put people in jail over and over again they will still get out and they will still go back to using their drug of choice people like the stuff leave them alone 
He goes on to say, I've spent over six years of my life incarcerated in a federal prison and four years on federal probation over marijuana. And Thurston County now wants me to pay a fine of $2,010 uh, 2010 for marijuana plus $1,754 in interest on that fine that was accrued as I sat in federal prison all those years. Good grief. <laughs> so, Good grief. This, uh, this, over, uh, over this sort of... This is ridiculous. Yeah. He goes on. He says, since I've been smoking marijuana on a regular basis for over 40 years now and suffered no ill effects of any kind whatsoever that I'm aware of, since I consider this state's marijuana laws to be an unacceptable, unconstitutional, and outrageous infringement upon my personal liberty, since I love smoking marijuana and I intend to continue smoking marijuana at any time I damned well please... We'll continue his statement in a moment here. He's got more to say. I love this guy. 800-855-4503. Oh, more coming up. <laughs> the Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. Live, you can dial in and take control of these airwaves, but you'll have to use a brand new phone number. So, if you have our old call in line, the old 800 one, if you've got that in your phone and for quick dialing purposes or you've got it jotted down somewhere, get rid of it. It's done. You have to use a new number, 855. Now, it's still toll free, it's just one of the newer toll free extensions. They run out and it has a cool mnemonic. Yeah, 855 450 free. That's 1 855 450 3733. You can uh, use that number to call us up and bring up whatever you'd like. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Dale. So we continue here, for those of you just tuning in, sharing what I consider to be a really inspirational story uh, out of Washington. Dana Walker of Olympia has been led away in handcuffs after telling Thurston County Superior Court Judge Gary Tabor that he is not going to pay. They are claiming he owes them over $3,000. It's around uh, $3,700, actually. $3,700. He originally had been given a fine of over $2,000 by Thurston County for marijuana possession of some sort. And was sitting in federal prison at that time. So he was unable to make any payments on that. While he was sitting in federal prison, they charged him interest on that $2,000. And since he was in federal prison for apparently about six years, he racked up $1,700 more in interest payments or interest on that. So it's, it's 30, 30, over $3,700 is, is what they want from him for, for marijuana. And he basically went into this courtroom and said, I am not paying you anymore. Quote, as to the matter now before us, I have no intention of making any more payments and I'm requesting as long a jail sentence as the law allows for my refusal. See, because that's what happens when you don't pay the fine. Mm-hmm. People, people don't realize this. Oh, we'll just pay the fine. That'll be fine. Well, no, no, don't pay the fine because that just encourages them. But if you go to jail like this man 
is doing, and like I'll probably be doing here soon enough because I've got a trial coming up next week. If you go to jail, then that puts an extra burden on the system. Now, I don't think it's the most productive use of anyone's time. I really don't. And I would rather be doing other things. Yeah, I, I've... I've- but risk going to jail myself in order to avoid paying the fine. But that's and and I didn't necessarily do it to put a burden on the system as much as just to make a very strong statement. And it's and also it's also uh, it is also so it's, it's less distasteful to me to go to jail for a period of time than to just hand money over to them. Absolutely. I don't know how much of a burden the jail thing actually is. I think it's probably a little bit questionable in terms of an actual financial burden. But what it true. is, it's not it, a financial. It, it's burden. at least not. At least they're not making money off me anymore. That's that's true. It's and, a moral and, position, and it's not a financial. You're right. It's not a financial burden because the jail requests a budget, presuming it's going to be full all year. So the only way it would really become a burden for them is if you actually filled the jail. Like yeah. if the if the jail was close to full and you had enough activists decide to non cooperate and, and then not pay the fine and then they would have to decide. Well, crap. We don't have any more room in the jail. So I think what do the, we do the, now? the way to really milk that, uh, if you want it to be meaningful, you you have to get a lot of attention on it. Yeah. If you do an act like that, and it, and you can be as public as possible, and get the statement out there that you're trying to get out there, then 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 that's the way to make it as worthwhile as possible. And that's what and, he's doing here. He yeah. made a Facebook event. Uh, there's been a lot of coverage apparently about this, and or at least there's been some coverage. I don't know about a lot, but there has been some, and I'm happy to talk about this here because he is echoing exactly what it is that we've said here uh, on the air for a long time. If people were to take this position, as he puts it, it would crush the prison industrial complex. He says that it would implode. It, it is built on this. a system now. Uh, it's built and it's viable right now based on lots and lots of plea deals. Right. They and if people actually start standing up for their rights and actually stand up for trials and things like that, then they they would almost certainly that something would have to give. Something would have to give. They would, I would think, have to start exercising maybe a little more discretion in how Absolutely. many of these trials they decide to actually take to to court. I was told by a man in the robe this week that my trial, my issue was trivial. That the the issue that was going in front of the court, I was there for a jury selection today. Mm-hmm. Last week, I was told it was trivial, but apparently not trivial trivial but, enough for them to drop the charges. Yeah, he could dismiss the case then, couldn't he? Right. I suggested this. I suggested this to both of them. Like the two of you, you the prosecutor, you the man in the robe, either one of you could kick this out any time you wanted to. The prosecutor, the prosecutor has no obligation to move forward with That's these right. charges. He could say, it's a waste of my it, time. It, it seems to me, in the way I've always uh, felt, but it doesn't. It, in practice it doesn't appear to be this way, it seems to me that one of the prosecutor's main jobs is deciding what is worth prosecuting. You know, yeah, he's supposed sure. to be deciding whether or not this this is a case that's worthy of a trial or if it's worthy of pursuing. And, and, and you know, the first step of, you know, innocent until proven guilty is for the prosecutor to look at something and go, eh, the evidence is kind of shaky here. I'm not going to I'm not going to prosecute. I'm not going to. Well, their evidence is you know? their evidence in my case is pretty solid. Like, it's pretty clear <laughs> well, that I stood in front of a police. car. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have that on me, but I'm not going to be approaching it from – I'm not going to try to say I didn't do it. I'm right. going to make it clear I did that, and there's a reason why It I would did seem it. silly if you did go forward yeah. and say I didn't do that. <laughs> there's a reason why I did it, and that is because I am I decided at that point – I had decided in advance before it even happened that the next time I saw somebody being aggressed against who was peaceful, that I would stand in front of a police car. Yeah. And as soon as I had the opportunity to do it, that's what I did. So – Anyway, there's there's not much more to say about that. My trial is uh, next week on that issue. Even though my trial is next week, I, if I'm found guilty, which I'm hoping that I can get a hung jury, I don't know how likely it is I'll get a not guilty because you'd have to convince 12 people to go for not guilty. But I'm yeah. hoping I'll get a hung jury and then the prosecutor will just decide to, to kick it out and say he's not going to come back uh, with with trying it again. But 
even if I am convicted next week, I can probably still just put in an appeal and buy myself another 30 days to make sure I got everything straight. Uh, make sure Mark knows how to push the buttons in here in the studio, at least as best as possible, uh, while I'm gone. So we'll keep you uh, up to date on that. But back to this man's story. He talks about how he's unapologetic. He's been smoking marijuana for 40 years, more than 40 years. Has uh, He believes suffered no ill effects of any kind whatsoever. He finds the marijuana laws to be unacceptable, unconstitutional, and an outrageous infringement on his personal liberty. And he goes on to say that I intend to continue smoking marijuana at any time I darn well please. And since making someone like me into a criminal over marijuana is insane and stupid. This is what he said in court, by the way. <laughs> then today I am placing nice. the state of Washington on notice that from this point, forward i will not only never again pay the state to prosecute me for marijuana but that i intend to make it as expensive to prosecute me for marijuana as i possibly can and since i have been in the system for a long time i know how to do that i would also like to point out that the feds had me under their thumb for over 10 years and they did not break me and as of a few days ago i am no longer under that thumb and so today i'm celebrating and reclaiming my freedom by informing the state that since i will no longer pay your fines and since i no longer fear your jails then as far as marijuana goes you no longer have any power over me and that in fact the stick is now in my hand uh, if I had known what, uh, excuse me, judge, the judge then responded, if I had known what you were going to say, I wouldn't have let you make the statement. Once you got started, I didn't want to be rude and interrupt you, which is rare for a judge. <laughs> so Walker was then yeah. handcuffed and led away. His sentencing is scheduled for next week. There you have it. Very brave man. And to do this alone, essentially, in a place like, uh, you know, what, Washington. Now, I don't know That's if he really, brave. Yeah, I don't it know if he really brave. was alone. He did have a Facebook event. Uh, there were a number of people that were scheduled to attend. But whenever you see a Facebook event and people saying they're attending, that doesn't mean that uh, that number of people actually showed up. Right. Because a lot of people will click Most attend. Don't take that very, very seriously. Yeah, well, a lot of people will click attend even if they live halfway across the country. I'm attending in spirit, which is, you know, it's a nice thought. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I'd like to know exactly who's going to show up. All that said, the guy's a hero and good on him. His name, again, uh, Dana Walker of Olympia, Washington. And you can find his Facebook event. It's called Dana, D-A-N-A, Goes to Jail. I went ahead and uh, sent the guy a friend request on Facebook. Cause... Well, I definitely want to at least send him some mail. When he's in there, I want him to know he's got people who admire him, him taking a stand. And try to get his morale uh, up as best as possible. Absolutely. It's a, it's that's, a, a little, that's a fine idea. the least I think people can do is just write him. Uh, maybe uh, Hopefully he'll end up in mail to jail. You that's know? not a bad idea. I think it's, he's worthy of mail to jail. Absolutely. This is definitely New Hampshire-style activism going on all yeah. the way uh, across the country. And I should say that, so though. I mean, uh, uh, it's not mail to jail isn't mine, obviously. Uh, True. But, True. Uh, you and know. Mail, to jail, mail to jail does focus on New Hampshire, but not always. Yeah. Sometimes there are exceptions made. So... 855-450-FREE, 855-450-FREE is our brand new call-in number. You may try that out. Be the uh, the very first to christen it here if you'd like. Uh, more coming up here with your thoughts. Welcome on whatever's on your mind. You can take control of your waves. This is Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-FREE. More coming up, Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. 
Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800. Oops, not that number. <laughs> this is going to be tricky. 855 is the new number. There's a brand this new... This is a test, caller. Yeah. Brand new number. 855. So you're calling the old number. You're not going to get through to us. I don't even know if anybody's there to answer the old number right now. It's probably going to ring through to somewhere. Maybe you will get a board operator for a different radio Pizza show. Pizza delivery, maybe. one 450 free is the number for us. That's one 450 free And if you don't get it right, you don't deserve to be on Free Talk Live. That will get you through here. You can bring up anything. And, of course, uh, plenty in the news uh, to discuss tonight. Since we're talking about the courts... And specifically, this guy in Washington who has heroically stood up in front of a judge and told him how he feels about these stupid marijuana laws and that he's not going to pay the fine and he's willing to go to jail. And now he's going to be sentenced because they are going to put him in jail because it's really all about money and obedience for the state. If you won't pay and you won't obey, then cage for you. The marijuana portion of the drug war especially is is quite a money maker oh yeah it so is. there's so much confiscation of property a lot of which doesn't you don't get back even if you're found innocent and uh it's it's really disturbing there's it's it's a great uh, it's a cash machine for them that's what's a lot of what's making it uh not ch- the law not changed despite the culture shifting dramatically in the, in favor of of ending marijuana laws absolutely you're certainly welcome to tell your court story 855-450-FREE In the meantime, in other court news from the Daily Mail, a senior judge has been arrested on rape charges after his alleged victim secretly filmed him carrying out the attack. Oopsie. Judge Albert Murdoch was also allegedly caught on the hidden tape boasting that he was above the law and would use his police contacts to make any charges go away. Now, this is a real look into uh, what things are really like, isn't it? Judge boasting that he can do anything that he's above the law this is what a lot of them believe a lot of them are absolutely just like this guy he just got caught now how did he get caught well his arrest has led authorities in new mexico to look into many of the cases he's presided over during his 25-year career murdoch a 59 year old criminal judge for the second district court in bernal Bernalillo, Bernalillo County in Albuquerque was arrested on rape charges based on the hidden tape. Police said a prostitute hired on at least eight occasions by Murdoch set up the camera when she visited his home. So he had an, I think that's called in-call or out-call. I'm not sure. What I, don't, I don't know if it's an in-call where the girl comes to you or the prostitute comes to you or if it's out-call because she leaves her home. But either way, she, she's not a street walker. She's coming to this guy's house. She's done it on a multiple occasions before, and th- for whatever reason, she had the foresight to set up a camera. Well, why would she do something like that? Why, why would she decide to set up a camera to record this, this interaction with this man? Well, maybe it's because previously she'd been forced to take part in sex acts against her will. It was for her own protection. And she wanted to gather evidence against him. So he was that, that means he was doing some pretty freaky stuff, right? Because he's paying a prostitute like he's already breaking that law he's pay- paying a prostitute to come and service him in his home but he's doing things with her that even she is uncomfortable with but for some reason she keeps coming back 
Why do you think that is? Is it because she's so afraid of this man? Is it because she's so... Because, you know, the first time... Maybe if you're she wanted to get him in something. I mean, maybe... Uh, who, who could blame her if, if... True, maybe she was out to get him. That's a good point. Well, but all that said, I mean, if you were a prostitute and, uh, and you were hired by this judge and he's dangerous, it's pretty risky to keep going back, right? Like, it's it's got to be riskier for her to say no to this guy than to keep going back. She has to be that afraid of him and his connections and his power, I think. That's, that's my interpretation it's of this. a possibility. This. Like, because if I go somewhere and I feel uncomfortable, I don't want to go back. But right. she's gone back to this guy eight, at least eight times. And on the eighth time, she brings the video camera. So why would she go back all those other times and continue to, to service him? It seems to me that that would be because she's intimidated. Like, she's afraid that if she... She turns this she, guy down. She, He'll she, come after yeah, her. Yeah, and, and well, it may also be that she feels very victimized and and is hoping to to have a chance to to get some sense of justice. If she was if she was raped, which is what it sounds like, uh, then it, she may want some sense of justice and is hoping that this might be what it takes. I mean, this, this might actually do it. Well, she got him. Murdoch has been arrested. He's shown here in a photo over at the Daily Mail website from the AP in his prison uniform. So this judge is now on the inside. Uh, the woman is heard hinting about the possibility of someone making allegations against him and Murdoch allegedly telling her he would use the police and his connections to take care of the situation. The secretly recorded film came to the attention of police in Albuquerque following a tip-off to the vice squad in the city. The police chief said anytime anybody, it doesn't matter whether it's a prostitute or if it was anybody whatsoever, if somebody says something is unwanted at that moment, that behavior and those actions need to stop, he said. That's rape. Yep. This was an ongoing investigation over a not very long period of time when information came to our attention and is a continuing investigation now. Agents from the FBI seized several items, including the judge's computer, after the victim said she saw porn images on the monitor. The prostitute said she met Murdoch first when he responded to an advertisement she had placed online and he paid her $200 for sex. He's the chief criminal judge for Albuquerque and has a reputation for handing out tough sentences. How many how many prostitutes do you think have gone in front of this guy in oh, his court? Yeah. In an interview you know they're for, all or right now. In an interview for Legal Magazine, he said he was inspired to go into law after watching the film To Kill a Mockingbird. Murdoch has been charged with rape and witness intimidation has been released on $50,000 bond. We go to you and your thoughts. Let's talk to Matt, listening in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent. How are you guys? Welcome to the show. It seems like our new phone line is working. Uh, congratulations on being the first yeah, I just wanted to be the first to use this phone line. Oh, come on. Do you have something more substantial for us? Um, no, I just wanted to be the first to use this phone oh, line. But I will say same. this about the story hey, that you're, this is, you're this talking is, about. This is hardly a step above, you know, first on YouTube yeah. comments. Pretty lame, dude. Right. What really, do you got? Really, come on, give me something um, else. This, this, this uh, woman, that sounds a lot like... Have you, have you seen the, the girl with the, uh, with the uh, dragon tattoo? It's a movie. I have not seen it. It's on my list of movies that I want to watch. Yeah, it's 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 a very similar situation that she's put into, except instead of uh, I think the judge had something legal over her because she was a prostitute, so he you know he he would have been able to arrest her and and do whatever because she was a prostitute. But the woman in the in the uh, dragon tattoo, she has a guy taking care of uh, her money for her. 
And so in order for her to obtain her money, she has to do sexual favors for this guy. So she does the same kind of thing. She takes the, um, the camera in there and, um, and, and films, films him and he, and he rapes her during the uh, thing. Maybe this, maybe this lady was inspired by that movie. That's what I was wondering. Interesting, Matt. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate you adding something else in and thanks for the call tonight. Okay, so he's no longer a first. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. 855-450-FREE is the number. It is brand new. If you're using the old number, that won't work. So use this new one. And if you need a company that needs to try, or if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, talk to our friends at SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. They're uh, their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers, and you can see their banner right there at the top of freetalklive.com. There's more coming up. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family-owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up anything you like, but you need the new call-in number. It's 1-855, still toll-free, 1-855-450-FREE. That's right. It's a special number just for Free Talk Live. No more uh, calls accidentally coming in from other radio shows. This one's specifically dedicated to our program, so I'm pretty excited about that. 1-855-450-FREE. That gets you through. You can bring up whatever you want. We actually are going to continue here shortly with your calls, but first want to tell you about the Bitcoin and tell you about how <laughs> you can avoid doing something dumb like I did. Uh, The Bitcoin, of course, is a way for you to do business online. It's the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every single day, free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to be growing with time. Go to WeUseCoins.org to learn more about Bitcoin. That's WeUseCoins.org. Now, you'd think I would have learned my lesson the first time this happened, but I didn't. There was the fiasco with MT Gox, which is one of the most popular Bitcoin websites out there where you're allowed to use their – you can use their site to transfer Bitcoins, to turn Bitcoins into dollars, to turn dollars into Bitcoins. And there's a lot of useful features there. And what happened with them was a few months ago they got hacked. Their entire Mm. user database was compromised. And they ended up having to go through this. Each user, uh, should they have wanted to get back into their account, and I wanted to, I had to go through some hoops, jump through some hoops to kind of prove their identity to the website. And I was successfully able to do that. uh, So I was able to get back in after a few weeks uh, to get into my account. So that was pretty inconvenient. And I should have learned my lesson at that point to not use these online kind of central locations for storing uh, Bitcoin. 
where mm-hmm. I could just use uh, the, what they call the Bitcoin wallet. And anybody can have one of these Bitcoin wallets. It's just the thing is you have it's, to, it's under your own control that way. Yeah. Well, you have to control it. You have to protect it. You have to like encrypt it or keep it in a safe or do something to prohibit others from getting their hands on it. Because if they get your wallet, then they've got full access to, to all like your cash Bitcoins. cash at that point if they've got your wallet. I mean, yeah. it's... So I uh, didn't do that because <laughs> I was lazy, and I had used this uh, website called MyBitcoin.com to accept payments. And yeah. the idea was I was going to use MyBitcoin to accept payments to kind of have this front uh, address that people could send the payments to, and then I was going to take money out of the account and put it in Which, the more that's secure That's not a wallet. bad idea. To, except you know, I didn't actually do, didn't it. do it. <laughs> I did do it. I was concerned about leaving yeah. money in my bit and I was I actually had some bitcoins in the very same place and very I did smart. take mine out. <laughs> how, how long ago did you do it? Oh, months ago. Okay, good. Good. Cuz I didn't do it and I I potentially have lost a fair amount of bitcoins at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's, un- Thanks that's to I hope my they being come lazy. back. I, it's kind They're, of wondering. It's kind of Odd, though. Well, it'd be nice if they came back. I mean, uh, they've been fairly reliable in the past, but does apparently anybody, they, does it, do they have a front? Does anyone know who actually owns? Nobody Martin? knows. And see, that's the thing is it's 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 it, gone. It's starting to look like a fly by night organization. Been off, it's been off the web for a few days, and no one from that organization has posted anywhere saying, "Hey, this is what's up. Our servers down, or we had a crash, or yeah. you know, no, nobody has communicated at all." And it, in addition to that, mm-hmm. uh, Error, who's one of the behind the scenes guys, Michael Hampton from uh, from behind the scenes here at Free Talk Live, he's really into the Bitcoin, and he hangs out on the forums there. Uh, he has posted that apparently things were fishy with this website as of a month ago, but I had no idea because I don't regular. I'm not a regular oh, in the forums. Okay. Like people had had sent them support emails for looking for help and hadn't gotten a response. Okay, and so there were kind of tells. I guess as long as a month ago that something's something's wrong with uh, with my Bitcoin, but word didn't get to me, and I was being uh, lazy, and I left <laughs> my Bitcoins in the account, man, and I just got I just got hit big time. Well, so, I, it makes you wonder they, yeah. if this was their intention all along, just to get a lot of people just, to leave their bitcoins with them, and then very well be they're gone. And if no one knows, they who probably they walked are, away with thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands. And, and, of and if it's an anonymous organization, then what can anyone do about it? So be careful. This is a <laughs> this is a new world. The, the bitcoin bitcoins is, are like cash, guys. Yeah. You gotta you, you protect it in the same way you'd protect cash. Put it in a safe and do things. And that's yeah. what I should have done. And uh, well, apparently, I had to get spanked to the tune of uh, like a thousand U.S. dollars. In oh, order to, ouch! Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry to everybody money. whose contributions I may have lost. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oops. So go to weusecoins.org and learn more about the uh, the Bitcoin. Learn how to keep them safe as well, and don't do what I did and get caught up with the uh, the intermediaries. You really should just do it all yourself. That yeah. makes the most sense. So let's continue here with you and your thoughts. We go to Dan listening in Utah. Dan. You are on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Hey, um, well, I have been uh, trying to talk to my wife about the ideas of liberty ever since I got interested in them. Excellent. Uh, about a year ago. Um, great thing happened the other day. Uh, she went to a city council meeting and came home saying, is there any better alternative to democracy? I was pretty excited to hear something like that. Hmm. And your answer? Uh, oh, I just went off into a spiel about yes, of course. The, <laughs> you know, it's just it's not right that uh, a bunch of yahoos should, uh, you know, get together, call themselves the city council, and uh, you know, be able to make all sorts of decisions for other people. Um, the 
this meeting they were uh, trying to make a decision about the placement of a cell phone tower. They wanted to put it in a park that was uh, really close to our home. And uh, you know, they sent out notifications to like five people mm-hmm. who were uh, living next to the park. And, uh, you know, if one of those people hadn't been a member of the city council and, uh, you know, uh, very active in the neighborhood, then we probably wouldn't have heard anything about it. And they would have just put this ugly tower up in front of the mountains. But, I see uh, where you're coming from. So you're you're one of those anti-tower people, are you? <laughs> a NIMBY is um, another word know. for it. You've heard NIMBY. I have not heard of that. What you is NIMBY? Not in my backyard. Oh, not in uh, my backyard. It could yeah, be about a yeah. tower. It could be about a a dump. A, some dumps are big ones. It's actually pretty nice area. to have a tower in your backyard because they pay you rent. If, if, if it's it, you know, yeah, but that, but what people mean right, by backyard, backyard is is near your property, yeah, yeah, not yeah. on it. If it's on it, then like you said, yeah, you can make money. Right, but if your next right. door neighbor has it, then they're not making money. Well, the the, yeah. the good thing about your next door neighbor having it though is that you'll get really good cell phone reception, right? Presumably, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it's not like the reception is bad anyway. They're just looking for a place to put this. Gotcha. You know, the, the representative from the cell phone company was there in the meeting, and he was, you know, he was just contradicting himself left and right, and nobody was calling himself on it. So what but do you think inspired uh, your wife to ask that question? Uh, she was just really frustrated about, uh, you know, all the back and forth, and uh, the most of the talking was done by people who really didn't know anything mm. and uh you know this you know like this feeling of uh we can't you know we've got to keep everything fair we've got to you know follow this rule that we made a year ago we can't go changing this rule even though uh it turns out to be a bad one you know something about the height of the towers and uh you know they've well, I think that's great news that uh, that she's questioning democracy because we're so democracy or republic. These concepts are relatively similar, and they are shoved down our throats uh, yeah. as at you know, very young ages in this country. And it's it's very rare that anybody will question it. It, it seems almost tantamount to suggest or it's it's a, a democracy is usually put on the same level as the term freedom. So people yeah, equate is, democracy well, to freedom. Which is ironic because a democracy almost literally means having stuff shoved down your throat. Yeah, by it's the a, majority. It's, yeah, it's a majority exploiting minorities. And or being the group that does the shoving. If you're yeah. the majority, you get oh, to yeah. uh, to do the shoving, but yeah. otherwise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody's uh, trying to convince somebody what's wrong with the system, just have them go to a city council meeting. <laughs> they should... Uh, Find enough frustration. Anybody that's ever been to a city council meeting doesn't ever want to go back. I mean, if they have anything productive to do in their life or anything interesting from a leisure perspective to do, nobody really wants to go to these things. They're incredibly time-consuming and frustrating and uh, kind of depressing because you really feel like you, you go there and you realize that this stuff is being railroaded through and there's nothing going to stop it. Dan, uh, if, if your wife continues to be interested, you know, point her to some resources. If she likes to read, maybe hook her up with Healing Our World by Dr. Mary Ruart. I highly recommend that book, and I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. It's our brand new number. 855-450-FREE. It's toll free. We're coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free via the brand new number. It's 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. Dale is here courtesy of his radio show, which is flamingfreedom.com. The show is called Prometheus Unchained. It's an LGBT, liberty-oriented talk program. All kind of gay stuff going yes, on Yes, it is very gay. And you guys and were very even topless. You guys were topless this weekend yes. in the studio. In fact, uh, it was uh, you guys grabbed the video of that too. That's right? Derek's fault. Derek's one that talked us all into that. Uh-huh. Yes, and we were, it's on the video cam. That was kind of an accident. I thought I was saving it locally, mm-hmm. and apparently it was being saved on the website. So I don't know if you have like space limits or whatever there. Uh, but someone someone found it and like linked it up on Facebook, and now there's like cam awesome. of uh, of us doing the show from yesterday. So, so you can go and see that uh, flamingfreedom.com is where you can go there and it's a lot of fun. You guys have a good time in there and and I think it's I think it's the perfect show for uh, for a Sunday because it's right after people are getting out of church. It's, uh, for me <laughs> these people all well. upset talking gay stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about uh, democracy, and by the way, the number 855-450-FREE. Make sure you replace it. If you've got our old number written down, that's no good anymore, so make sure you replace it. Uh, but we had a gentleman call a moment ago, and he's been, as a lot of people are, when you first come across the ideas of liberty, you're excited. You want to tell everybody about it. And so he's been talking to his wife about it, and uh, finally she came around with a really good question. Well, is there anything better than democracy? Is there a better system, so to speak, uh, than democracy? And, of course, the answer really isn't that there's a better system, because systems, well, That, that, that implies uh, one thing being imposed on everybody. Right. So you've got the, you know, what came before democracy, uh, kind of the idea of uh, one man ruling over others, the monarchy, for instance, or there's also, of course, dictatorships. And somebody will say, well, this isn't a democracy, it's a republic. You can hear the people out there in Radio Land saying that. I would have said that probably 10 years ago. I would have made that. Well, this is a, this is a republic. It's not a democracy. There's a difference. Well, the difference is uh, in a democracy, people are directly elected, uh, and in a republic, they or, – or, or excuse me, people make decisions directly on issues, and in a republic, they elect so-called representatives. They democratically elect so-called representatives. That's the only difference, right? Am I missing anything, Dale? Um, the, the idea is that it's, it's supposed to protect minority rights from – certain things are supposed to not be up for a vote. They're supposed to be like mm. basic – um, the uh, you know, a magic scroll, the Constitution, to, yeah, um, uh, or some other form of magic scroll is supposed to protect individual rights from right. being voted on by majorities and things like that. Well, it's, and, it's working and representatives so well. Are supposed to yeah. do their job also to not just uh, allow majorities to exploit the crap out of minorities. That whole Constitution thing's really working out really well. I mean, here yeah. in uh, New Hampshire, they banned cameras and recording devices of all sorts from the courthouse. 
Well, it works about as well as you'd expect any magic scroll to work in yeah. a world where there's no such thing as magic. <laughs> exactly. So, but but about democracy, uh, yeah, it is a terrible idea because it is majority rule, and it's not right. Just from from the very basic, look at how it works. It's just not right. If 51% of the people say that the other 49% should be raped, does that make it okay? Does that make it all right? No, of course not, because wrong is still wrong. Morality still exists, and it's completely separate from democracy. When you use force against others and that's what democracy essentially justifies it says well if you can be in the, that's the majority game. the game is is to gang up right. on people and impose your will on them yeah and if you could just be through, in the majority through. then you'll be all right i mean if you're if I mean, you're you don't need democracy if you believe in majority rule you don't need mono- ma- ma- uh, democracy because majority rule is basically saying you know group uh, gang force anyway and that's what you have without democracy is gang force well they need democracy to make the gang look more legitimate Right, because if if the gang were I don't just know. ruling, I guess yeah, I guess if the gang it's just were funny just to me though ruling, because I don't know why that would make it look any more legitimate if you're thinking about it in any objective sense. At well, all. it's it's because well, <laughs> it's still just gang violence, right? You'd have to be objective to think about it correctly though, and they don't want you to be objective. That's why they run the schools. So they run the schools where they teach you about democracy and they tell you it's the best system in the whole world, kids. And they tell you all these things. They'll even and, put it down. You know, you'll hear that it's the it's the it, democracy is the um, what what is that expression? That was it Churchill that had an expression for democracy about how yes, it's really horrible, but it's better than anything else. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, why? How is it any different than just gang violence? Because you can vote, kids. That's why, and that's what makes our Be- system special. Because when you vote, the blood doesn't feel like it's on your hands. Someone mm. else goes out and does your violence for you. Right. What is the uh, the little circle that we've discovered here since we've been doing uh, things in New Hampshire, where they say, "Well, you got to work within the system." Well, if you work within the system, you you start to get the this buck passing thing, yeah. where the enforcers of the law say, "Well, I'm just doing my job. I'm just following the law the legislators create." Mm-hmm. And then you go to the legislatures and you say, "Well, stop doing this." Well, you voted for us so yeah, uh, we have a mandate from the people right but wait i didn't vote you for go to you. the voters and the voters say well i voted for the lesser of two evils right i, I didn't you know, vote i had for two this. choices they both sucked i put the lesser two evils right so you can't <laughs> nail anybody down there's nobody yeah. who's responsible for this so there's nobody who will who will take responsibility for their actions even though ultimately they're all responsible the police are responsible for enforcing bad laws the police are responsible for choosing to uh to follow the orders of those who are telling them to enforce bad laws those people People who are fought, who are giving those orders are responsible for choosing to give orders on bad laws, and those people who are passing the bad laws are responsible for passing those bad laws. I don't. I don't I'm not going to say the voters are responsible for electing them because, as you said, voters in many cases are electing people to try to minimize damage. They're picking the lesser of two evils. Their choices suck in the first place, and right. the choices are placed there by powers that be that really had very little to do with any of that democracy in the first place. Mostly people with a lot of lobbying money and things like that. That's Absolutely. who ends up putting the people in a place. Or media power. There's all kinds of things that end up choosing those choices. You know, you're a lot more powerful if you get to choose who runs for uh, who, who is going to be uh, a candidate for office that people are actually going to vote on long before they actually get to that stage. You, you know, know, thankfully here in New Hampshire, things are a little better in the political system than elsewhere and I'm somebody who's pretty burned out on politics, but I, I, have I am to too. But I'm it. seeing some hope for uh, some sense of optimism. Yeah, you've uh, got that, uh, that, that has even me kind of watching and seeing what happens with that. You've got people who are regular people that get elected here, and that's because 
the people in the state representative offices are getting paid 100 bucks a year. Now, go ahead and look up whatever it is. In, I don't know what it is in California. I know it's well over 100000 but that's a huge difference. And the fact that one is $100, one is over $100,000, what kind of person is going to be attracted to that particular role if it's only 100 bucks a year that they're going to make? Right. Not very many people are going to be interested. Not very many well, power seekers are going well, to be interested. Unless in it's someone like that person who had the beauty school. Sure. There's still people <laughs> yeah. that right. There's still benefits. Someone like the, who can who can manipulate the law, use that p- position to manipulate the laws in favor of their personal business or something right. like that. But of course, they're also deluded by the fact that there's 400 reps instead of say you know, 70 or 100 yes. or something like that. So there's a lot more of them. So there are a lot of reasons why politics is more possible here in New Hampshire. But still, one of the big negatives to the system. And I was talking with a local activist about this, a younger guy. He's got a family. He's got a new baby on the way. And he's really interested in getting involved in the system and running for, for political office. But it's, he's frustrated because he's a working man. I mean, he's got a family to feed. And it can be difficult to work and still have to go to all these political functions, oh, to go yes. to the state house. I know, I, I know some, some reps personally. Right. And I know how busy they are. I've worked with some of them uh, outside in their other – and there are other areas of business, you know, because they all have to make a living somewhere else. They're not making it on a hundred dollars a year, right? Um, so it still attracts the and, older. And they're busy people. <laughs> it still attracts the wealthy. It still attracts the older. So there's, it's still yeah. not a really fair or representative system. Let's go to Leroy, listening in Indiana too. WXNT, Leroy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. Uh, enjoy your program. Thanks. Uh, you're talking about the marijuana laws. Yes, sir. Uh, in 1992, I was a professional businessman, field service engineer, drove around fixing computers all over the state. Uh, I looked out my window one morning, 6 a.m., six state police cars, an army oh, goose backed up to my gate, uh, walked out. We want to talk to you about drugs in the neighborhood. Um, next thing you know, let's go inside and talk about it. A uh, DEA agent had his pistol strapped down on his lower calf or thigh, like, you know, he's going into some. And, and I'm a, a married guy. Young kid, yes, I had eight marijuana plants growing in my basement. Oh, man. Uh, mm. They throw the, the pot up in front of my kid, look at what you're doing, and it's like, that's the first time he'd ever seen it. it one <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ends up taking my driver's license for this because they had recodified the law to say they shall take my driver's license for six months. Well, that's mm-hmm. my job. That's my living. Oh, jeez. So my wife has to drive me for six months. I had to go to Boston and rent a car. Fortunately, I told him I lost my license at the BMV. Wait a minute. Where did this happen? In Massachusetts? Indiana. Indiana. You had to go to Boston and rent... What? Uh, That's confusing. Tell you what. Hold that thought. I'd love to come back to your story and find out more about it. So if you can hang through the news, we will bring you back here in moments. What would Leroy... 855-450-FREE is our brand new number. It's 1-855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour 3 is next. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hey, 
This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free as we launch here into the third hour of the program. However, if you're just tuning in, you haven't heard the news. We've got a brand new phone number. So if you've got the old number written down somewhere, get rid of it. It's done for. The new one, 1-855-450-FREE. 855. Still toll-free. We're just trying to keep you on your toes. one It's keeping me on my toes, I can tell yeah. you that. I'm trying to uh, to change giving out the uh, not giving you've out been, the old number. How, how many years have you been giving the old number out? Since 2004. You've got it like ingrained, so six, chiseled years. into your long-term memory, don't yeah, you? Yeah, for sure. So the new number is one 450 free That's 855-450-FREE. And we will continue taking your phone calls about absolutely anything. Actually, last hour we left off with Leroy, who was... Giving us his story, listening to uh, WXNT in Indianapolis. Leroy, you're back with us. Are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. So you wake uh, up uh, in the morning. You look outside. There are cop cars all over the place. You go outside, and why? Why did you go outside? Did it seem like they were targeting you? Well, I had a five foot fence and a couple of boxers, so they couldn't get in the gate. And they're just standing there, motioning for me. They see me look out the window. Hey, we want to talk about drugs in the neighborhood. I didn't know anybody in the neighborhood, so I went out. Hey, it's cold out. Why don't we go inside and talk? Oh, boy. As soon as we walk in, they say, oh, I smell it. Oh. Eight plants in my basement. I was a professional man. Married, the kid. My wife was stay at home. I, you know, I worked hard so she could raise my boy at home. Uh, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars. You know, I was buying a house, and I got through it. But all the lawyer fees and the fees to the state, losing my license for six months, I traveled the state working on computers, and I had to fly out of town sometimes. Did you get federal charges in this case? I did not. Um, wow, even though the DEA was involved? Even though the DEA was involved. It was called Operation Smokescreen, 1992. They took us to the National Guard Armory out on the west side of Indianapolis. There was uh, 50, 60 people on there. You know, I get stuck on the news. All my family sees me on the news. Big-time drug guy, you know. <laughs> Jeez. And truth, eight, eight marijuana plants and a small hydroponic setup. In eight plants? What is that, enough for you and some friends to smoke, pretty much? Yeah, you know, every six months or so, I'd fire it up. And, you know, and then when it's... You know, just keep it a little bit around to smoke once in a while. Sure. Sell it. You know, I, I just smoked it at home. I was professional. Went to work every day. Paid all my bills on time. Oh. See, there are people out there that are absolutely not going to believe that. That the, the people can be can be working and responsible people and raising kids. and But you smoke marijuana? Yeah. They don't yeah. realize that most – there are people that drink and have much more severe problems. Then. Well, I, didn't really, so I drink, you know, I, I hardly yeah. ever drink, and, and I don't smoke and drive or anything like that, maybe as a teenager once in a while, but, you know, as an adult, you, you sit in your house or in your backyard, and you smoke a little joint and relax a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. So tell yeah. me about what, more about what happened to you in, in this particular case. Uh, I mean, you said you got through it, you had to pay thousands of dollars in lawyer's fees. What kind of, did you get jail time? Was it a plea bargain, a probation? Oregon, and they took my driver's license because there's a code in the Indiana law that was changed from shall take your license to, or from may take your license to shall take your license. Mm-hmm. So I lost my license for six months, which could have been my job if my company would have found out. For a lot of people, that is losing your job. Yes, I mean, it is. Losing your driver's license in a lot of places, that, that is losing your job. It's huge. And the, th- the fine was about $3,500. Wow. And once I got the fine paid off, I'm off probation. I was probation for a year, but as soon as I paid it off, then you're off probation. That tells you right there it's all about money. Of course it is. <laughs> so, and, yeah. you know, and how much, may I ask, how much you spent on the lawyer? Uh, right at $2,000. And I didn't That pay seems like a bargain. You're lucky that, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that it, that's all it was. I mean, oh, my God. 
I didn't think he was worth it in the end, you know. Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. I, I tend to agree. I mean, from my observation, my limited observation of seeing lawyers represent people, I, I can't say that 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 you know, it has been worth their the money that they've spent. But two grand for a lawyer facing a pot, you know, pot growing charge. Two grand seems on the cheap side. I've seen somebody pay fifteen thousand dollars for an attorney on a less serious uh, charge. So, who is in trouble when the judge walks in the room? Everybody rises and and my lawyer says, "We're in luck. This guy's an alcoholic." And the judge looks out over the crowd towards us. <laughs> he heard him say that. Oh no! He heard him say that. God. Oh dear. Well, so on the positive side, you didn't end up having to spend time in jail. Was there probation involved? Uh, one year, the okay. legacy, as soon as I paid the fine, the probation was off. Interesting. So Interesting. that's why I say it's all about all money. All about the money. Yeah, right. I mean, has it stopped you from smoking pot? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your kids are presumably more grown up now, right? This was in the early 90s, so do you still have kids I, at home? Uh, yes, I do, and they've never seen it. How, how, they've never seen you even smoke the pot? Nope. Wow. I don't know how you cover that one up, man. That's got to be weird sneaking around on your kids. Like the, it's like the reverse. When you were a teenager, you're sneaking around on your parents, and now you're sneaking around on your kids. I I, I've heard stories about kids knowing about it, and they don't, and the parents don't think their kids know about it. And, and that may be. I've got a couple yeah. acres. We walk through the acres in the evening is what gotcha. we do when we're in the house. So, Good story, but, uh, man. Thanks for sharing that. Anything else on your mind tonight? No, that's not. I appreciate your show, guys. Leroy, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Glad to uh, – well, it, could have been worse. I'm glad it worked and out. And he's such a regular guy, and that's what that's what is that's what impresses upon me is that this is a regular guy. He was uh, taking responsible. care of his. He's responsible. He he sounds very responsible. He's taking care of his kids. He was uh, supporting his family very well. Uh, yes, he ha- he relaxed and had had a had a joint now and then. And to make such a big deal out of that just blows my mind. Well, as most pot smokers that I know are. I know so many people that's, that uh, consume marijuana, some of them more often than others, but they're all responsible individuals. They all are people that, that have things they do, they yeah. work, they, you know, they have things that, uh, you know, that they're, they're responsible for, that they show up for on time, and they're, uh, they're good folks. So they might even be like entrepreneurs who run their own radio shows. There are people like that uh, as well. Plenty of entrepreneurs are pot uh, pot consumers, and so it's it's interesting to hear those stories. But let's rewind on his story just a little bit here because there was one important part, and that was the very beginning, where the police were outside of his house. They hadn't oh, even come he made on. that mistake. I wanted right. to chastise him for it, but I was like, eh, it's a, such a common mistake. It is a common mistake, and it's, it's a common mistake, and it needs to be pointed out to people. Do not let the police in your home for any reason unless you've called them and you've got, like, your, miss, your daughter's uh, your, your missing or something. Your best bet is not even open the door and talk to them. I, I agree with that. But if you do, step out and shut the door behind you. Yes, absolutely. If you feel you must talk to the police. Better yet, walk out of a different door of your house and then, like, you, oh, like you thought, you know. And, come out and from the backyard. Out, oh, hi, uh, what's up, what do you need to talk to me about and come sure. out to the front yard and talk or to them. Or talk to them through the door. Don't <laughs> talk, ever even yeah, open the talk door. To them through the door. Especially if you've been, like, for, for instance, maybe you're a, a co- of college age. Maybe there are people in your home. Maybe there's a party going on. If you were to open that door, they may say, there might ah, be we something- smell weed. Oh, no kidding. There might be something going on in that party you don't even know about. Even if Absolutely. you don't think you have any pot going on at your party, you might be surprised to find out that, yes, you do. Well, and, somebody's left a bag of know. pot out on the coffee table <laughs> right. or something like that. You no, know, someone just rolled a joint you while you were in the kitchen. 
And uh, you didn't even know anything about it, but it's in Which, your house now. Guess what? <laughs> since we brought up the party point, it's important to instruct your party goers to also not yeah. open the door for the police. The last thing you want yeah. is some uh, drunk guy swinging the door wide open for the cops. Come on in. And, and even, if you, even if you've heard that advice, police are intimidating. Yes, it is difficult. It is difficult. And you're thinking they, under that, pressure. They're, they're, in fact, trained to get their way through intimidation, to keep people afraid. Which is which is quite funny to me because the irony there is, but is that they get upset that people don't respect them anymore, and and yet they're going they're constantly there's this dichotomy uh, of of trying to be they're they're the heroes, but at the same time they they're designed to intimidate everyone all the time. They're when they're pulling you over, they want you to be intimidated right mm-hmm. away, whether or not you're guilty of anything or not, whether you violated any traffic any of their bizarre traffic laws or whatever. They're and they're trained to intimidate you and keep control of the situation through that intimidation. And then they act all upset when people don't view them as heroes anymore. Well, guess what? You, you, they view you as bullies because that's how you act. That's how you've been trained to act. They could stop that any old time they wanted to. And maybe if enough people are treating them as though they are bullies, maybe if enough people ask them, hey, would you stop this, please? Stop acting like this. Why yeah. can't you be a peace officer? And let me tell you something. You will, you will throw them off if you do not be intimidated. That's they right. They will feel like they are out of control. And you will see some, a cop act uh, a little bit nervous. They don't know how to handle <laughs> it. You're absolutely right. Uh, excuse me. 855. 855- Five four five zero F R E E got a brand new number. I'm still getting used to it. One eight five five four five zero free is the number for you. You may take control of these airwaves and bring up what you'd like. Just say no to the police. It is Free Talk Live. In the amazing universe of podcast, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's verbalsurgery.com that's right verbalsurgery.com get your brain in gear get it full speed ahead get it going right now baby because you are awesome 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 and this podcast when you listen to it you will feel better right now so go to verbalsurgery.com get with the program baby This is Free Talk Live. We've got a brand new call-in number for you. It's 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. You're welcome to use that. You may not use the other number. You could try it, but it's not going to work for you. So 1-855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff there. All free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites, we give it away over at freetalklive.com. In fact, uh, we've got a mobile site for those of you that would like quick access to our live streams. In addition to our podcast, you can just go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. And you know those cigarettes are going to kill you, right? You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try because they are a healthier option over two 22,000 times healthier. And here's a great offer from Vaporsmiths.com. If you're a pack-a-day smoker, you'll save 120 bucks per month or up to uh, that amount. So you'll be feeling better, you'll be richer, and smelling better as well because uh, vapor just – it's not the same as smoke. It's completely different. doesn't have that stinkiness to it. 
I am a fan of the vaporizer. What more could you want? How about a free? It is convenient. And I've seen them pop up everywhere. More and more people are using these things. I was just talking with uh, 280, who uh, occasionally uh, appears on this program, and he... He has taken up the vaporizer recently, and he said it has cut down. He's not try. He hasn't even tried to to cut down his cigarette usage, but just on his own, just just by virtue of using the vaporizer, he's cut his cigarette smoking in by two thirds. So he smokes nice. two thirds fewer cigarettes every single day. Well, it's just it's result. just it's awfully nice not to have to go out on the porch on a cold night. Oh, at a party <laughs> to to have a to to get your fix. You can stay inside, and in, in many places, workplaces, this has not been banned. In many uh, restaurants, this has not been banned. It, it really hasn't. And I and I was a little nervous that it would be like because it looks uh, well, in many cases time. it looks so much like a cigarette. They're trying in feel, San Francisco. Okay, well, it feels so much to me like uh, places are been have been incredibly receptive and have not been. You know, they're glad to let people smoke in restaurants. And, or not smoke, obviously, but to vapor in restaurants and stuff. Get yourself a free starter kit by purchasing 40 cartomizers. Use our coupon code, which is FTL, as in Free Talk Live, and you'll get free shipping on orders of $60 or more. Their number is 855-2-GET-VAPOR. That's 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Or you can just go to Vaporsmiths.com. That's Vaporsmiths.com. Speaking of 855 numbers, we've got one of those now. It's 1-855-450-FREE. That's how you can get on the line with us and bring up whatever you want. Now, we've been talking about uh, the police and, and not talking to them and how that's really important because talking to the police can essentially bring them to the point of making an arrest. In many cases, when they're asking you questions, they're asking you them with the intention of gathering enough information to be able to make an arrest. Uh, they, If they had enough information to arrest you, they would just arrest you. So when they're asking you questions, they're in the process it's, of – They'll make it sound friendly, mm-hmm. like just – just banter. Oh, where you up? Where you headed tonight? Let's and, go inside and uh, talk. It's cold out. Yeah, they'll, they'll make it. They'll sound like they're your buddy, but they are. You know, like you said, they're fishing for something that they can get you on. Right. They're not your buddy. Unfortunately, I want to be in that world. Like I said before, I want to be in the world where right. police are after real criminals. Right. I want to be and in the world, and where... they're actually there to protect me because I, you know, I'm not out to hurt anyone. I'm not out to steal from anyone. I'd be, I'll be, I'll love it when they're out to protect me Absolutely. and other people who are actual law, you know, law abiding, as in not their made up laws, as but in the real the laws, natural like, law, as yeah. in do no harm, honor your agreements. Right. Where you know internally, your conscience is clear. You, you haven't harmed anybody. You haven't stolen. You haven't ripped anything, anybody off. You know all these things defrauded, are true. Defrauded, so, not defrauded anyone. In that world, if you were to see a police officer in your neighborhood, you could you wouldn't be afraid to say go up to him and say, "Officer, what? How can I help? How can I help you today? What are you looking for? Are you right. looking for somebody? Is there a way I can assist? Uh, because who wouldn't want to help bring criminals to justice? Who wouldn't want to help bring real, you know, dangerous people, rapists and murderers and people like that to justice? I think most people would be willing to help the police. And it frustrates the police when they go into neighborhoods, like in a lot of places, for instance, more urban areas. People know. They, they, they've learned their lesson about yeah. talking to the police. And they won't even come to the door. They won't, if they come to the door, they see it's a cop, they won't talk to them. And this bothers the cops. They've either had a personal experience or someone very close to them Frequently. who has been screwed by that. And it and, and and that's what that's the that is the environment that the police have created and they right. they've made their bed and they're lying in it so and they know the cops are out to get them and it bugs the police because then they can't get assistance with looking into real crimes so when you actually do have a murder that has gone down and you've got a neighborhood full of people that knows better than talk to than to talk to the police it makes investigating the real crimes much more difficult 
And so you're right. They've completely created the situation for themselves, and they're the ones who can get out of it. Anytime they want to, they can just stop enforcing bad laws. Any police chief or sheriff in this country could say, that's it. As Mm -hmm. of today, we are no longer going to enforce prohibition. We're not going to give out stop sign tickets. We're not going to give out this piddly crap. Yeah, someone who came to a rolling stop at a Mm -hmm. stop sign, and it was clear as far as you can see. And then uh, you didn't come to a complete stop at the stop sign. That's a ticketable offense that we can make some money on. 50 bucks or whatever the amount, arbitrary amount is. So any any police chief that were to say that, he would still have his job, presumably, and he might even have the respect of some of the officers under him. Of course, of course. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that there, there's so much of this is job security, though, too, right? Because this True. most of what they're doing is enforcing tickets and things like that. Most of the time, they're not catching crimi- real criminals. Most of the time, they're not spending most of their time catching but, dangerous criminals. They have to make up crim- crimes that are not actually that scary, gotcha. like drug prohibition and things like that. Because then they can go out and spend time doing that, and they don't feel. They don't really feel like they're risking their lives. Yeah, or, I guess if they can you know. claim that they've made some sort of raw arrest number, that could look impressive to people. But for me, I think a sheriff or a police chief would have real job security if what they were doing is focusing on real criminals. Like, yeah, we stopped, we've stopped enforcing these stupid laws so we can for, focus our efforts and our detectives and everybody that we have on catching real criminals. And as a result, uh, crime has gone down. Well, real Matt, if you, if you had a job where, where there really was some possibility of you losing your job if you did not satisfy your customers you know if you weren't satisfying your customers by actually providing really good protection to them and things like that if you had a job like that i could see that but when you have this sort of you know people have to people have to pay you anyway you you can't get fired and stuff like that it why why not make your job nice and cushy as cushy as possible, you mm-hmm. know, with a bunch of fake laws where you can deal with people who aren't really threats. Oh, there are screwy. Who aren't going to, you know, who aren't violent, who haven't hurt anyone. You can deal with people like that and, and feel a lot safe for yourself. And, and feel like got, you're doing something. Got, yeah, you can. And you can just, you know, just propagandize that you're actually, you yeah. know, uh, you know, that all this is necessary for our, our, for our society. But they could stop it at any time. They could do the right thing at any time. And maybe someday we'll see it. I don't expect it to be anytime soon, though. I think that. These people are so – they pretend like they're so obedient, but at the same time, we know there are laws they ignore. They act like they're being told, well, they, well I've got to enforce, I've got to enforce the my law. Job. Yeah. It's my job. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to do told. it. I don't want to enforce these laws. I'd rather be c- catching real criminals, but I'm being told I need to, so you're under arrest. Uh, they, they have quotas. They have quotas to write the tickets for these uh, silly little offenses like the rolling stop at the stop sign yeah. when there's no car in sight. 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 1-855-450-FREE. I hope that uh, we see some of these changes sooner rather than later because so many people are being aggressed against. So many people are being hurt. It needs to stop. And that's why we're in New Hampshire, to make a difference, to get together with other liberty-minded people so maybe we can see those changes be implemented. More coming up here. Your thoughts? Welcome on whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by using our brand new number, which is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. It's toll-free. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. You can also join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment, click and download. They're yours for free right there on the front page of the website, the last seven days worth there on the front page. And then you click into the archive section that will take you all the way back to late 2006. All of that on the house, freetalklive.com. And Ruger has some exciting offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, three-dot sight system. And Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America and made for you. Ruger.com. As we continue here with you and your thoughts, and then coming up, uh, there's more on the you know, police, this crazy police stories. In fact, Dale, you're going to tell us that uh, the police in the UK are saying that anarchists... They're, they're asking the public to report anarchists. Because so they could be terrorists, right? Well, yeah, it's based on the idea that they... That, uh, on. Fighting terrorism. Yeah. So we'll come back to that here in a moment, but we're going to go to you and your thoughts. We've got Daryl listening in Texas. Uh, Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Ian, I have one big giant complaint against you. Oh, no. Okay. You're saying the number wrong several times tonight? <laughs> no, no I, yeah. I could care less that he says the number wrong because I could just go to Facebook.com slash Free Talk Live and find the number. Is our number there? I need no, to change you, it if so. Thanks for that. Anyway, go uh, ahead. It, uh, somebody actually did post uh, a comment with the new number. Okay, so super. It's sitting right up top. Excellent. So you, you keep talking about how people are getting elected in New Hampshire. Yes. Sir. And, you know, if you're tired of beating your head against the wall, blah, 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 move to New Hampshire. The problem with your premise on that is ballot access in New Hampshire is horrible. What? Why do you say that? The uh, requirements to get a party on the ballot in New Hampshire, it takes 12,000 signatures. Oh, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Who cares about a party? Ballot access is... Run as Democrat or Republican. Right. Ballot access as a third party in most places is very difficult because the Republicans and Democrats make it that way. I honestly don't even know what ballot access requirements are because I've never even considered joining the Libertarian Party up here because the people are, are running and winning as Democrats and Republicans in New Hampshire. And as far as getting on as a Republican, it's here in, uh, I think it's what, like a $2 filing fee or something like that? It's it's. Nothing. I don't know, but I know that a lot of people have done it and actually won. Yeah, I know not that just it, gotten not just gotten uh, the on their their party. Democrats can actually kick you off of their ballot line. Well, people are getting elected, dude. I mean, they're so, doing all, and all. I can tell you is there are people up here who are free staters who are powerful lovers of liberty who are are, are in yeah, I, the I house. Problem at Brookfest, <laughs> and all four of them told me ballot access is not a problem here. They said it, it's not a major issue. I'm like, no, it is an issue. Well, because if I were to run. And I, I would never join the Republican Party, but if I were to try running as a Republican, they could forcibly remove me from their ballot line. There are Supreme Court cases saying that parties can remove somebody from their ballot line if that candidate does not agree with everything in the platform. Are you sure about that? I mean, I've never heard of that happening. Well, I, oh, I, have, I, I, I don't know how bad of a problem this is at the moment if it just hasn't happened and there are people who are 
How would that exactly occur? Are you saying it would happen after a primary? Yeah, it, it could happen after a primary. It could happen before the primary. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's certainly at this point, it seems paranoid to me because no, it has not happened. Do you understand? That hasn't happened. In New Hampshire. Right. Right. Who cares about everywhere else? Well, you're talking about New Hampshire, right? right. You're very, you're terribly, terribly concerned about right. ballot access saying, in New Hampshire. Right. Okay. But as of now, it hasn't happened. That's not right. to say that it's not going to happen in two years. Well, there are always slimy political tricks that uh, that they can pull on you. For instance, they disqualified me from the ballot uh, in a local election because I was running as nobody, and they didn't want that happening. So because I wouldn't give them my address, they disqualified my voter registration and used that as an excuse to pull me off the ballot. We're going to see how they play it this time around because I'm going to do it again. Uh, and this time they have my address. I'm registered as Ian Freeman, and I will run as nobody again this time around, and we'll see what other kind of sneaky crap they come up with. I mean, it is politics, and they will come up with sneaky crap uh, to stop you. Well, you. ballot access were easier, you could get on the ballot as either an independent or under the Ian Freeman party. Great. Well, maybe the, you should come here and work on that, if that's important Well, I was going to say, this is not an invalid concern. I, 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 can, I can see I can see that. And, uh, and it, it's a valid concern. The question is, like, what are you comparing it to? Like, what, what states would you say are better ballot access? Uh, and, Tennessee has the best ballot access in the country. So do you think, how's the Libertarian do you think party that's, where the free state, that's where the Free State Project should be? For that, you know, for well, that one reason? I, I, I would have voted for Tennessee... <laughs> For the Free State Project, yeah, it wasn't an option yeah. because there's a lot of reasons. Ballot. Well, I, I think I think the reasons that Jason Sorens gave for not picking places like Tennessee are pretty powerful, having Warm to do weather. with what's that? What warm weather? Uh, it's too many people, man. These warm weather yeah. states attract uh, all kinds of status from all over the government-oriented people from all over the place. But you, if you're claiming that Tennessee's ballot access is so great, tell me, how's the Libertarian Party or the Green Party doing in Tennessee? Well, I don't live in Tennessee, so I couldn't well, tell you. Well, I can tell there, you. But they have good ballot access. <laughs> you should move there. This <laughs> is where Libertarians should be moving to. Hey, look, man, I can tell you, I used to be in the Libertarian Party. And I paid attention to their LP News newsletter, and I never saw any big hurrah out of Tennessee about all the war. Getting all these people elected. Look at this ballot access here. Sure is great. You can just come on here to Tennessee, and you'll get elected. Look, just because you can get on the ballot doesn't mean squat. I, I think that you, like I said, have a valid concern about New Hampshire. The ballot access isn't great, and uh, and that's a good reason, good thing to work on. I don't think this will. You, you seem to obsess over this one aspect, uh, disregarding all other uh, aspects about why New Hampshire was chosen and why a thousand people have already moved here and no, ten thousand more have signed saying, up to move here. Anything? I'm just saying that you know y'all are making such a point of people are getting elected here. Yes. But yeah. People have to compromise their values. No, they don't. I haven't. I haven't seen it happen no, yet. You're, you're, I, this is a this is a concern I have as well, and I am not convinced that it's not a problem. But I have not seen it happen yet, and so uh, it's kind of funny that I'm. It's, it's kind of funny that I'm being the devil's advocate here, or, or not being the devil's. That you're being the devil's advocate as opposed to me, but because I'm the one that's skeptical no, he, about he politics. He said that he was kicked off of the ballot, and then you turn around and say it's not a problem. People getting kicked off the ballot that hasn't happened in partisan races, though. It only happened in a nonpartisan local race where they wanted to keep me off the. Well, that was the city. But that that was that had nothing to do with parties, right? The, there was no party involved there. That was the city clerk that kept me off the ballot in that particular case. Oh, okay. I thought you said it was the Democratic right. Party, and I didn't compromise anything. No. 
And I haven't compromised anything. I joined. I you, you don't have to join a party to run under that party's name. I think uh, in local races, I don't wait. I didn't think they'd even put a party, do they? Or well, right. Okay, just to be clear, in local races, and this is true across most of the country, it's nonpartisan. In like a city council race, for instance, but at uh, the the House of Representatives level, the Senate level, then they are partisan races. But you don't have to join their party and swear some sort of a party oath to run as a Republican. You just register as a Republican and put your name into the into the system. There's no compromising uh, going on there. Okay, because most states... Hold on, I want to hear what he has to say. Go ahead. ...actually join the party and pay party dues. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't happen here. Uh, that Not that I'm aware of. I mean, well, I've never heard there's of also, frankly, uh, and normally Democrats and Republicans, there are hardly any difference between them. And... and you know, and that's that's the typical case. But I have even had to concede myself Here's, that the Republicans here in New Hampshire are very libertarian leaning in general. Well, even Democrats are uh, are different here as well. Yeah. And we've got folks running as Democrats. We had a guy run as a Democrat and win that way a few years back. Look, here's what I'd recommend for you. Go to the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org and go check out what they do. And if you've got questions about the system here, those guys know it inside they, uh, and out. boned up on it. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, Daryl, and thank you. I appreciate the concern as well, because he might be right. I mean, New Hampshire may not be the best place for ballot access, but where is it likely to change? Is ballot access likely to change in New Hampshire, where there are, as you said, 10,000 people, 11,000 people scheduled to move here at some point, get active for liberty? Hundreds have already moved. You think about that. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time maybe for your thoughts if you dial in now to our brand new number, 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. And joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Dale. Dale's here courtesy of his website, FlamingFreedom.com, where you can go to listen to his radio program, Prometheus Unchained. Once again, that's FlamingFreedom.com. As we continue here, of course, you can take control of the airwaves. We go to Chris, listening in Alabama to WBHP in Huntsville. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Uh, Good show, fellas. Thanks, Chris. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I was uh, listening to probably the last 10 minutes when you were talking about the police making unnecessary BS-type arrest and harassment, kind of anti-liberty theme to the police. Here, I find that if it wasn't for the citizenry, and a lot of times I refer to them as the Alabama Taliban, then (laughs) a lot of that activity would not be, uh, you know, would not be as pervasive as it is. For instance, case in point, roadblocks. I hate them. When I was a police officer, I never wanted to work them. Mm. Usually it was an overtime thing. I did. I needed the money, but not that bad. Hmm. And uh, you know, it's a big, big pet peeve of mine. But when you bring that up to a fellow citizen here, like, well, what do you have to hide? Look at all the drugs they busted at it, and all yep. of this. <laughs> well, you know, you could probably make that same argument with Hitler. Look at all the crap he stopped with all of his little roadblocks too. You know, it doesn't make it right, but. You know, until we get our local citizenry thinking along the lines of liberty, they're just, you know, the police is just really a reflection of the citizenry. You're absolutely right about that. And you're saying this as a former cop. Yes. 
What else can I mean? I th- I'd say you nailed it. I, the government is absolutely a reflection of, for lack of a better term, the collective belief system uh, that's out there. So yeah, like, the culture, the the politics follows the culture uh, sooner or later. Slowly, Sometimes it very lags, slowly. lags because there's entrenched interests that are. You know, keeping things a certain way. I agree with you. People do need to uh, to, to change the way they think uh, about liberty and the police and in the government in general. And that's part of the problem. You know, it's part of the problem we're trying to overcome up here in New Hampshire. I think it's a good starting point because it is a live free or die state. And I think there are a lot of people that would like to see it become that again because uh, it certainly, I think, has lost its way in, in a variety of different ways. But uh, but influencing people personally and through media is, I think, the best way that we can. Uh, that we can do this and in in order to influence people in a positive direction for liberty you've got to have concentration you can't be that lone voice shouting out in the wilderness hey hey what about freedom guys it just doesn't work very well yeah i and i have to say the thing about doing media and stuff like that is that you aren't being forced into a game where you have to compromise your principles you can just be honest i mean and then that that's the most that's so important no doubt any other thoughts you want to share tonight uh yes well as far as the Free State Project goes, you're on to something. And, uh, you know, I've been kind of following it. I doubt I will ever move away from where I'm at now just due to family ties and mm. uh, you know, work ties. But if you could get 10% there, I mean, 10% that think like y'all, y'all will own the place. I mean, There's no doubt. A lot of folks, yep. I think with 10%, you will I'm own hoping it. we can do it with less than 10%. I you think know, that we're, we're doing a lot with a tiny little fraction of very, very passionate people. Right. I think if you had 1% of activists, then you would be a huge impact. Uh, if you had 10% of people that were willing to do an occasional thing now and then, that would be a huge impact. But uh, getting people to think is certainly the first step towards getting them to act. So I would agree with that. Yes. Well, good show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for the encouraging remarks. I appreciate uh, hearing from you. Always interesting to hear from a, a former police officer that is is liberty oriented, somebody yeah. that uh, that gets it and was frustrated with uh, aspects of his job and I appreciate that. Let's talk to Merle listening in Wyoming to XM's America's Talk. Merle, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you talk about registration of automobiles. Yes, sir. And if you go into the Uniform Commercial Code, find out what that number is, and look up 2A-104. And what will we find? You will find that the title of that is Leases Subject to Other Law. Please explain. I keep going. <laughs> you still haven't got me yet. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it says lease is subject to other law. And if you read it, it says certificate of title of this state, certificate of title of another state. And what happens is when you buy a brand new car, it comes in from the factory to the dealer, what they call a manufacturer statement voyager certificate. Mm-hmm. They con you into turning that over to the state, and now the state owns your car. You know, from what I understand, and I've looked into this in the past, from what I understand, what you're saying is legally correct, uh, that when a car is brand new, it is sold new, uh, if the person is financing that purchase, that uh, that title is, or that certificate of origin is sent out to the state, the state then puts that on file, they then send you a certificate of title in return which is evidence that a title exists, but it's not actually the title. It's the certificate of the title. The title right. stays with the state. This is all legally true. But yep. what good is it going to do you when you're dealing with the police? Well, that's that's true. But there's a guy in California that has no plates on his car, and he has the MSO. Mm-hmm. And on his plate it says citizen, and he even has dinner, if I understand it, with the 
place at the at the police station or the restaurants where they go when they eat, and they all just say, "Hi, Richard, how are you?" But if you read the read the if you have to get the book and and look at the comments at the bottom, I don't think you find it on the internet, but the comments in the uh, in the book says this comprehensive scheme created to control leases. So, have you tried this? No, I haven't. Uh-huh. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm 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 in my mid 70s, so I'm I'm a little old to fight all this. Whoa, stuff. whoa, 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 man! That's the That's perfect the time to do it. Reason to do it. it have well, you ever heard of Julian Heiklin? The reason is too is because I got COPD and I don't get around too well. You've got what? COPD? I COPD, lung disease. Oh dear. Mm. Yeah, I only walk a few feet and I'm out of air. All right. Well, I, I heard you there, man, and I, I'm sorry to hear about the, the physical disability, but all that said, your first objection is, is no good. If you look at Julian Heiklin, he's 79 years old, yeah, right. uh, and he is arrested on a regular basis for handing out jury information out in front of courthouses. And the right. reason why it's the right time is because your kids are grown up. They're out of the house. You don't have to worry about, you know, feeding anybody, uh, putting food in anybody's mouths. You're you're probably retired, uh, so you don't have a job to show up to. And so being elderly is really some of the best time in the whole world to actually do non-cooperation and civil disobedience because, yeah. Well, that that you know, would work for me except that they'd have to have to drag an oxygen machine around for me because I'm on oxygen 24 hours a day. I know, man, and that would be that would be even more of a disincentive for them to, oh, man, it's this guy with the oxygen tank again. Let's just let him go. Yeah, they, they, I, I do think to uh, – now, you can't speak for all police because some of them I can see – uh, they're just they're bullies by nature. No and I can see them There's being even risk. extra bullying to someone that they can yeah. see they can take advantage of easily. I, but I would say for a lot a of website? police that I would say that a lot of police that they would actually probably go lighter on someone who is elderly and 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 didn't look. Uh, yeah. Give me the website. I, uh, I, I mean, I think that's interesting. A website from this fellow in California is state-citizen dot org. State-citizen. Hyphen dot org. You know, anybody I'd love that, for someone to successfully do that and then report back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more <laughs> success video, stories, I want to see video of it. <laughs> proof, proof of video. Not only video of pullovers on the side of the road, but also video from inside courtrooms as well to prove that this particular method is is effective at stopping aggression. Uh, I think the more people that can experiment in various different ways, the better. Uh, so I'd love to I'd love to see more of it. And thanks, by the way, uh, for the call tonight, Merle. I certainly appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Uh, Dale, we're short on time, but enough time to kind of give the general story of what's going on. British in, police in are asking the public to report anarchists. They're so it's uh, And I'm going to drop down to somewhere it says down near the bottom since we are short on time. It says, uh, it's it's uh, well, one of the things that it says is, uh, but anarchists said Monday they were supporters of a broad and legitimate political fo- philosophy who were being unfairly targeted. It says Andy Mink of anarchist publisher Freedom Press said police should... Arrest people for committing crimes and not for what they believe. Mm. It's obviously ridiculous. They they know exactly who we are. We get followed on demonstrations. Uh, everyone who's prominent in British anarchism is known to the police. But I like that statement. It's uh, they're, they're, uh, the idea of arresting people for committing crimes and not for what they believe. Because this is this is thought police. This is it's not the end crime. of it either. This is the you know yeah. this is the beginning. And yeah. they're going to start to see more of this. I, there was some and, sort and I've of- heard people say that what happens in uh, England happens here five years later. 
Sure. I mean, well, right now, there's a headline over the Drudge Report uh, where somebody's calling uh, the Tea Party terrorists, which, of course, is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. The Tea Party people are very inside the system. Oh, they've know, been vote. taken over by like neocons. Right, so. The idea that they're terrorists is pretty silly. But you're going to see more and more people labeled as terrorists simply because they have a divergent uh, p- belief system. Well, I mean, this is specifically an anti-government belief system. So, of course, they're being labeled as terrorists by who? The government. By the way, to get the latest news uh, on liberty-oriented issues, head over to freedomsphoenix.com. You'll get uh, updates every single day there, uh, covering the secrets, exposing the lies. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Head on over to freedomsphoenix.com. Don't forget to visit Dale over on his website, flamingfreedom.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com. 